all, and welcome to our podcast, Magnum She Wrote. Thank you for listening, continuing to listen. I mean, seriously, this is our second one, and they're still listening. They're still here. They're still here. What's wrong with them? <laughs> it's really confrontational. We should be. Hi, my name is Erin. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are What are you, you even doing here? here? My name is Erin, and I'm always off track because I'm completely nervous. And who are you, honey? <laughs> I, I'm 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 Cameron, and you you keep us right on that track. Do I? Yes, you're our anchor. <laughs> you keep us here for the plot. Okay, yeah, I got plot up the wazoo, and we're here for part two. Mm-hmm. Of murder, uh, she wrote the murder of Sherlock. The murder Holmes. of Sherlock Holmes. Part two. Part two. Do. That's two for in French. If you didn't know. It is. Shall we get into this? Yes. Yes. Let's get into it. Cue the theme song. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Good. Good job, Cool. Honey. All right. Now we've got our intro. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Probably all it's going to be. That's all it's going to be. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I, well, speaking of things, I, do you imagine, mm. as I do. I imagine lots of things. <laughs> that Jessica Fletcher just has that theme song going through her head all the time. I feel like, like. <laughs> It's like, well, it's catchy, and it's yeah. stuck in your head. Uh, yeah, I don't feel But like you mean as if she, the when character. she's uh, spying and doing her espionage and figuring her out things. Her Mission Impossible. She has a theme song. doing. Yes. She's like, do-do-do-do-do, while she's like looking through files. Yes, that's exactly yes. what I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can see that. Okay. okay. I would be doing that. The, the episode starts off right where we left off last time. Mm. Grady's... Still arrested. Still arrested for... The no, m- no, he's not, because... Um, Preston Giles got him off with the lawyer. Well, he said, yeah, he said he could get him exonerated. He's yeah. still their number one suspect. He's not in jail. Right, right. But he is like. It just kind of shows you how inept these cops are to think Grady might have done it. <laughs> well, he's a everybody's inept if Grady <laughs> did it. I mean, like, I mean, the person he. Should I be blame, victim blaming? No, no, you shouldn't be. Okay. But, I mean, like, Gr- Grady's. Yeah, let's. Oh, Grady. Oh, Grady. So, oh, and before we really get into this, I just want to make it clear mm. to everyone who is still listening, all one of them. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> 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 that we love these shows, and we love the actors and the actresses, everyone involved. Oh, yes. We love them. And this teasing is just mild. We, we are not coming at this with malice. Or any sort of hatred. We really love these shows. No, and I think I should probably learn the actor's name. The the guy who plays Grady, I mean, he knew what he was doing. Like, I mean, like, Grady is just a a dork. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's what the character description of him says. That's what I mean. kind of dorkish. And and the actor took it and ran with it. Yeah, he did did a great great job. job. He did a great Mm -hmm. job. He is Grady. Like, he (laughs) He is Grady. Nobody else would have been able to pull that off. No, no, no. No, I agree. Okay, let's continue. So we start in the back of a limousine. Grady sucks. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no. So we start in the back of a limousine with Preston Giles. I thought it was, is it a limousine or is it the taxi? Is it a taxi? Oh, wait, it is a taxi because they have a Bayside conversation for a while. Yes, yes, Bayonne. Bayonne in Jersey. Bayside. Bayside, there's a, even though he's New Yorker, even though he's a New Yorker, I'm totally giving him a Southern accent. Bayonne. Bayonne. But like, (laughs) it's great. I think it's a good character choice. Yeah. The public transit (laughs) in this particular episode, everybody 
is insane. They're monsters. Yeah. They're just like the the rudest people you could ever see. And like mm-hmm. I've had a plane stop in New York. I've never really been to New York, so maybe this is just how it you know, is. I don't know. Every time I've been there, I've always ran into really nice people. So yeah. I think they were just trying to make her feel like a fish out of water for the TV show. Oh, uh, it could be. So that she feels on edge and alone and you know vulnerable in a sense, yeah, which is why she's more into Preston Giles than she should be. She keeps a blind eye toward him when maybe she shouldn't be. Right. So anyway, Preston Giles tells her confidently, mm-hmm. don't worry, your nephew's going to be exonerated. Yeah. No big... And he says no matter what, he will be exonerated. No matter what. Which is like... Which that's kind of telling. Not a lot of people say no matter what. Yeah. Unless they're willing to like... Do something drastic. Yeah, do something drastic. You, you don't just like, we're getting Taco Bell tonight. Exactly. No matter what. He's a rich man, and his favorite character is Edmund Dantes. Just let that sit with you. Yeah, exactly. That means he really likes revenge stories. So it turns out that the reason why she wants to know where Bae, and granted, taxi driver's defense, she's like, I need to go to Bae something. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, And I don't even know why she figures... This place. Like she just, yeah, like, I don't know where Bayside comes from. Somewhere between the commercial credits of the two episodes, she figured this out. And she's like, I need to get this place. And he says, Bayside Yacht Club or something. She's like, yeah, that's where I need to go. Oh, right, because she's going to speak to Captain Caleb. Right. But and I that's mean, where his ship is docked. Oh, uh, okay. So she's, she did her off, yeah, off-camera off research. Yeah, off-camera research. Yeah, off-camera research. So he takes her to her yacht. They're bundled up quite warmly, not the other people. No, there's like a person in a bikini (laughs) and swim trunks that go walking by just fine. Yeah. Even though she and Captain Caleb are decked out in trench coats. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's cold. Like, it looked kind of chilly. Like, that was a choice. Well, I'm fairly certain they're trying to make it almost like they're in a Jersey coast. Right, right. So, depending on the time of year, it could be really cold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a choice to have... That actress walked by in a bikini. You know, they were, gee, I wonder why. Well, I know it's like we got to sex up this murder she. We've got to sex it up because Angela Lansbury is not sexy enough, which is which BS. Is wrong. This is wrong. Yes, that's, that's, wrong. that's absolutely wrong, wrong because Angela Lansbury is gorgeous. So Captain Caleb is there, and she she talks to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, he pretty much tells her Grady is guilty. Grady is guilty. She, yeah. He basically. There's been these leaks with this uh, real estate report, which really to, has nothing to do with this murder. But we don't know that. We don't know But that. it's a very confusing journey. It is a very confusing journey. <laughs> so essentially, he finds out people are leaking information about where he wants to build, like, franchise. Yeah. And, and uh, apparently people can make a lot of money You can make a that. lot of money. I didn't know. Maybe I should get into that line of work. Like, find out where you want to put a, like, a... Corporate espionage, yeah, I believe it's like, term. ooh, your Hardee's is going to go there? Nope. Putting a crystal there. <laughs> boom. Like, I don't know. So, we get more traffic. Maybe it depends on how much traffic. Yeah, I think it's probably traffic yeah, thing. I think yeah. we're... We're probably, it probably really is like a big deal. But okay. anyway, so he hired Baxendale, mm-hmm. the man who was killed that we told you at yes. the very last second of the last episode, <laughs> the PI, who they call the detective sometimes. He was hired by Caleb and he narrowed it down to six possible people who could have done it. Grady is one of them. <laughs> so I don't know how much stock I should put into Captain Caleb if he thinks Grady could be could do anything. a spy. Couldn't do anything. <laughs> And Ashley Vickers, who yes. is Pink, Pink Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. But he says, you know, Pink Maleficent, she was with you when the murder took place. Yeah. It took place at 11.15. Yeah. You were cleaning her stain with scrambled eggs <laughs> or something. And so she's got a rock-solid alibi. Yeah. Unfortunately, Grady does not have a rock-solid mm. alibi. So 
you know, even though he was with Kit Donovan. But that's a Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, 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 it's a Bonnie and Clyde situation, yeah. as, as we all know. As we all know, because if it was us, I would totally vouch for you, even if you killed somebody. You shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> Actually, I would never vouch for you if you murdered somebody. Uh, I'd be like, no, he totally left the well, house. Well, I, appre- I appreciate that. But then. I'm not protecting a murderer. But then we also... And especially if I was Kit, I wouldn't be protecting Grady. I've known him for, like, what, a month or two? Oh, my gosh, I'm not protecting a murderer in that situation. So, anyway, so we now learn that Louise, Mm -hmm. his wife who got so drunk she wasn't sure if she murdered him. Yes. Um, She really wasn't even in this one. I don't They briefly show her on a newscast of her being brought down for questioning, but like you don't even see her face. It may not even have been the same actress. But they but okay, but the significant thing to me at this point Mm -hmm. is Captain Caleb because like I think uh, Jessica's kinda angling like maybe it was your wife, like maybe it wasn't Grady, because she's really trying to protect Grady because he's a he's a loser and like he needs all the help. And His bank account is anemic. It's anemic. And essentially, Caleb... Not that that makes him a loser, Caleb, but for Grady it does. Yeah. <laughs> but Caleb basically says, oh, no, Luis wouldn't murder me because we have a prenup. Yeah. And if I'm dead, she gets nothing. nothing. Which means that if he ever <laughs> dies, she's just left with nothing. <laughs> Like she's just like, to be with a cheating husband. So if I were Louise, yeah, so I would be squirreling away a crap ton of money. I hope she is because she only he says she can only live the high life <laughs> as long as they are married. And I don't even know why he wants to be married to her at that I point. I don't even then. well because it's a matter of property ownership. He really likes having her as a wife, and he loves having all of his mistresses. Oh, uh, I guess so. well, yeah, but I yeah. mean, like, but the prenup that doesn't make any sense to me. The, no, like, it doesn't. Like. I get a prenup like you cheat on me if we divorce yeah, you don't you, you don't get anything. Yeah. But I don't get if I die <laughs> under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. So we stay married for another thirty years and I die of old age. You are left with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems kind of ridiculous. Like that was that was crazy. Yeah, that's what I wrote down too. I was like, this does not make sense. Oh, and and, and uh, what we also learned in this scene, mm-hmm. which I don't think was really brought up in the first episode, mm-hmm. was the type of night it was. Yeah, it was the dark. Mur- the murder happened twenty five feet away. Mm-hmm. It was a dark and cloudy night. Mm-hmm. Dark and strong. And therefore, we're very unsure because we have cataracts, right. I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't we, know, maybe. 25 feet away doesn't seem Well, in the dark, far. and if I'm not wearing my contacts, I can't see a thing. I guess so. It, well, and if he's like wearing an obvious Sherlock Holmes outfit, yeah, I guess you could yeah, kind of. Yeah, you'd go for the silhouette and just take him out. Yeah, take him yeah, out. Yeah, just take him out. Yeah. Anyway. So, as uh, as Aaron said, uh, Grady yes. is out, I guess not, like, on bail, but, like... No, he's, he's just been released. He's no longer a suspect. No, you know, he's a suspect still. Are you sure? Yes, because then they have to go to the office. They have to break the Mission Impossible. Right, and she is a corrupting influence. Okay. She has, for a, a substitute teacher <laughs> and part-time skills. writer, she is really comfortable with breaking, <laughs> breaking into, into an office. And, like, Grady's trying to be, like, do all this. And she's like, why are you whispering? Just go do it. No one's here. Whatever. And like, it's, she's like way too comfortable with the idea of breaking yeah. in to do like corporate espionage. Oh, yeah. 
So she sends Grady off to do something, which he fails miserably at. <laughs> because it's Grady. He's supposed to get, like, I think the list of buyers yeah. for, like, the real estate plot. And instead he gets the fish prices for the last <laughs> yeah. year because he hit a button wrong. I mean, like, I guess it's, like, 1984 and c- computers are still yeah. sort of scary. But he is an accountant, so shouldn't he be using some sort of computer I see program? Gr- I think Grady is an abacus. She goes into Ashley Vickard, Pink, Pink, Pink Maleficent's uh-huh. office. Not really sure what she's doing. She's just kind of looking, I think. And yeah. uh, who should show up? But Ashley Vickers. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. She, she makes some awesome faces. She makes some awesome faces. <laughs> who? Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher. When she's about to be caught, her yeah, eyes she, go big and wide. And she's she, terrified. It's it, awesome. It's a good scene. It's a really good she scene. She ducks into a closet. I don't know what Grady's doing. Like, obviously, like, fish prices. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, he's off. She doesn't realize that there's anyone else in this office. Like, she hides in this closet. And for some reason, I don't know, it seemed like a pretty empty closet. It was I, a bathroom. Oh, was it the bathroom? Yeah, it was a bathroom. Oh, she had a private bathroom. Yeah, she had a private wow. bathroom. Yeah, she was up in business, wow. as as we mentioned last episode. Even though she slept her way to the top, she kept her job because she was so good at it. So Ashley Vickers goes to wreck the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she goes to... She get, went to the ladies' room, she, a private ladies' room. She went to her private ladies' room yes. to freshen up. Yes. And just as she's... At midnight. In, at midnight in her office. Yes. And as she's about to reach the door, the phone rings, mm-hmm. and a mysterious person, and she says... I don't want to be a part of murder. I don't want to be a part of murder. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Establish like, that she's she, into something she's shady. She's into something. We think she might be involved in the murder. Mm-hmm. Even if she wasn't the murderer herself, she yeah. had an accomplice. She's mm-hmm. somehow involved in this. And the phone call upsets her so much that she forgets to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, Or maybe she already went. We ladies her, wear panty liners. I guess. It absorbs a lot of sure, stuff. Sure. I mean, I can't, I can't speak to that. You but, can't. And if she's ever had kids, she needs panty liners. Yeah. <laughs> Sneezing is dangerous. Ashley Vickers goes downstairs. Mm-hmm. She runs by, I think it's like Todd, the security guard or something. <laughs> and this is the first time we've seen him. Yes. And I'm sure it's not Todd. But it's no. like Todd, the security guard. like, oh, can I sign you out? And at that point, I'm thinking, like, did uh, Jessica Did they Fletcher, sign in? How did they, how like, did she yeah. get passed? Yeah, and I'm like, and this is so incriminating for Grady at this point. Yes. If he gets caught... <laughs> He could basically be accused of like planning evidence and yes. all this. In her too, yeah. like this is like like not. This gonna... is dangerous. And like she walks by Todd, the security guard, and she's like, "See you later, Todd." Thank you. And he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." Like they had to sign out yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. and she didn't sign out. Mm-hmm. So that means that she signed in something. I uh, maybe. And, I don't know. And I'm surprised that she's not recognized because she's on TV all the time. And as we'll find out, she's, she's quite a the celebrity. celebrity. Ashley Vickers takes some public transportation. She gets mm-hmm. on a bus. Jessica Fletcher gets on the, another bus. Well, now, before that, she nearly gets run over by at least 10 people. By, by about 10 people. Half of those are taxis. Yeah. And she gets in a bus, and she's basically like, follow that bus. Yeah. And she's like, is this bus going to the same place that bus is going? He's like, yeah, duh. And it's like, wait, why is it going to the same place? Why? These are two buses, one right after the other. They should be going into a different location. It's two bus routes. Yeah. That are should be, but instead it's... Just because this on is the route. same pickup location doesn't mean it's the same drop-off location. And like, and like right one after another, like not like a 10-minute I mean, maybe delay. I don't know how like bus transits work. Oh, I probably so, don't. We're, we're, we're digging a hole. We are like... 
Let's just skip the people, buses. People are going to be really angry at us. Like, you don't understand how buses work. I really don't. I've never been on La-dee-da, you guys. We are hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. But it turns out, so the bus driver's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm following that bus. Of course mm-hmm. I am. Why wouldn't I be? And she's like, well, I need, like, a token or whatever you, you yeah. do. Yeah. And he's like, I need exact change. So she goes to Moff Fratelli from the Goonies. Yeah. And gets ripped off. Yes. I mean, it's fair. That makes sense. She this woman's like, holding a bunch of quarters, so she's going to be well, making money off of this. Mom Fratelli has, like, a whole, yeah. like, bandolier of quarters. Yes, she does. That, like, I guess that's how she makes her living. Yeah. Like, for people who don't have exact change for the bus. Yep. Just because the kid can't get four quarters for a dollar. She's like, I can give you three quarters for a dollar. It's like. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So then immediately, as soon as this is, is done, the first bus, Ashley Vickers bus, stops yep. at 17th Street. 17th Street. Clue alert. Clue alert. <laughs> If you remember where off, 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 off Broadway is, it's 17th, 17th Street. 17th Street. As soon as she pays, she's and like, I, I need you to stop. And the bus driver's like, I'm not going to stop. She's yeah. like, no, I need to get off right now. Well, and okay, this brings me to another question. It was an immediate stop where Vickers got off, basically. Right. Why bother taking a bus anywhere? It was like 100 feet it was 75 to 17th It was 75 Street. cents. And, like, if the buses are following the same route, then the bus that yeah. she's on was going to stop there Anyway, I would guess. No. Oh, wait, no, because no. it's not a stop. She must have pulled the thing to make it stop. I, I don't know. I don't know how this anyway, works. Anyway, too much judging. I'm just this. very confused as to why someone would take a bus to go, like, 200 feet. I mean, it's nighttime. And in Jessica, a seedy part Jessica of town. Fletcher gets off, and a young man sees her and follows the, her off the bus. The scary, kind of sinister-looking African-American man that they're making out to be the bad guy. And I'm putting that in quotes. Yeah. Who? Nope. Not the bad guy. I didn't feel like he was sinister looking. But I guess the way it was no, shot. No, they were making him sinister. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he looked like a very Yeah, it looked like, man. you know, she was going to get mugged by this yeah, guy. Yeah, it very much looked like he was mm-hmm. preying on, like, an old woman. So I really like how they made him the hero. Uh, yeah. Spoiler. Jesus. But- <laughs> Come on. Is everybody kind was, of like everybody was waiting on the edge of their seats to hear how this no, whole were. story okay, came out. If you haven't watched a 40-year-old show, <laughs> I don't talk to me about spoilers. <laughs> Just don't. Anyway. Anyway, she gets off the bus and who should she meet? With little little Andy, Andy Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> baby face Garcia. Because he still had his little baby fat. He was 17 if a day. If a day. And he I mean he is just like a he was just a waif. He was just like he a, was such a, a baby. Thug number one. I barely recognized him. I yeah. I, I mean, I honestly wouldn't have probably. We've seen this episode mm-hmm. once before. I didn't notice it then. Yeah. The only reason why I noticed it this time is because I went to IMDb tri- trivia yeah. and it said it, and it was like he's thug number one. That's awesome. And then once you know it, then you're like, oh my god, that's Andy Garcia, yeah. which is like. He must have been doing much bigger films very soon after this. I don't know. That was 1984. Well, I I didn't recognize him at all. Because when did Godfather 3 come out? I mean, like, Mm. that's probably not (laughs) the movie he would want me to, like, follow. But this is the one that comes to mind. I don't know. know, 86, 87? No, it's got to be later than that, 90s. When did did Valerian come out? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) But anyway, uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, so he... He accosts her on the road. He and Thug Number Two. He and Thug Number they, Two. They start trying to mug her. And she puts up a damn good fight. Yeah. She she's like, she, clever. She knocks him for a loop, mm-hmm. and he, I mean, her stunt double is clearly in the corner cowering, which, and she wasn't even really involved in that point, but that's weird. Mm-hmm. He, he tells her, he whips out a knife, and he says, now I'm not just going to take your money, I'm going to give you a free blood test, too. <laughs> <laughs> which is like, okay. That's the dumbest 
thing to say to somebody getting killed. Like, if I had a knife at me and somebody said, and I'm going to give you a free blood test, I'd be like, this is how I die? To that line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you want to die to that line? I don't want to die to that line. Just Say something cool. Just say something stupid like I'm going to gut you. Yeah. Okay. Like, give me just, cliches. Just, just something stupid. Give me cliches. Because this all day. free blood testing, I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. Well, and we're gonna get into some that's crazy dialogue in a minute. So right before the free blood test, <laughs> which aren't all blood does tests she, free? Does she get cookies? Are, are orange juice? <laughs> orange juice? Like, cookies? I mean, well, I guess it's a blood test, not a blood. So wait, is he testing her blood? I don't know what he's testing. Because he's not like. He, he, He's not even See, asking her to be a blood this donor. Thugs, keep it. He's simple. not even asking her to be a blood donor. Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, exactly. Just, I'm gonna gotcha. But yeah. anyway, before he has a chance to do it, um, the young man from the bus comes in, takes out two men very handily. Oh, very, very well. handily. And, and then he's like, "Are you okay?" And, and she collapses into his arms. And just yeah. and like it's just a nice scene. Yeah, where it really is. What did she say exactly? She, she just like she's like, well, why would you help me or something like that? And and he goes, I've read your book, I love it. Yeah, and then and she's and then, like, how do you recognize me? And he's like, we everyone. Well, knows you're a you. celebrity, and there's a big picture of her, her like on that alley wall. Whiplash, yeah, uh, with a mustache, mustache drawn on, and Magnum PI mustache. Ooh, ooh, ooh. you see, to... you see how that links? <laughs> yes. Do you see how this links? Yes. You see why we're doing both episodes? Uh, all yeah. the time. All the time. I'll dream about it. Dream all day, man. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, and then she does like a classic '80s like ha 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 ha. Yeah. If it was the end of the episode, it would have been a freeze frame, but it wasn't. There's was a commercial break. Yes. So next time we see her, she comes up the stairs with us. She comes back to her hotel. Giles, Kit, and Grady are waiting for her. She's bought every newspaper in the city. Every single one. I'm still not entirely sure. <laughs> I guess I kind of get why. I, I guess I'm. I don't honestly, know why. I, I I got it. Okay. But like. I'm speaking at this from a 2019 Google perspective. Okay. I look, sometimes watching people do, like, hard research, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I got soft. <laughs> I, it's just, like, crazy. But, like, she got them because she made the connection mm-hmm. that Pink Maleficent mm-hmm. had an accomplice. Yes. She overheard Ebenezer Scrooge, yes. whose name is Peter Brill, ah. say that his off, 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 off Broadway show on 17th Street Ooh. is going to cost at least $250,000, which right. is what about the money they said they could get from this report, which is like three hundred mm-hmm. to 400000 Right. So it kind of lines up, but it's kind of very, fl- I mean, it's a party with like hundreds of people, yeah. you know, hundreds, but like a lot of people, people talk. And somehow she made this connection. Like, there was no real connection between Pink Maleficent and Peter Brill at the right. party that I felt that, like, they were... No, he was making fun of her. Yeah, Which like, is why she, like, spilled her drink. Yeah, like, they, I, well, I guess they do have some sort of... But there was, like... I didn't feel like they were cahooting. They did a good job of not showing them cahooting. Well, that well, that's a good job yeah. for them, the characters. Like, yeah. they did a really good job. I'm like, assuming that was on purpose. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Let's yeah. assume it. Okay. So, anyway, she got the stack of papers to see... She's trying to find a theater that he was opening his show at. Mm-hmm. So she got a bunch of local papers to find, like, new shows mm-hmm. by Peter Brill. And right. where, and when that, and that doesn't even work. And, no, because it's tryouts for this show. Yeah, it's tryouts. Like, it's like kind of like a, like a, was a variety or whatever. She so, would have to go to, like, agencies and get their talent forms to see, like, actors, actresses needed, wanted, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I would. Yeah. That's what I would So think. maybe... Kit is an agent, or what does she do exactly? I don't know what. Is she some sort of assistant to Preston? 
she, I don't <laughs> know what she is with Preston. She's just like, she's, she's high enough. She's not his assistant because he actually has an assistant. Oh, right. Naomi, I think. Naomi or something like yeah. that. No, but she, she, Kid has a high enough position that when like the the publishing head of the publishing house is like walking through the room, she could be like, "Hey, Mister Preston, stop!" <laughs> right. And he'll stop. Like and he won't be like, "Screw you, Kit!" Like he knows her by name, so I guess she's high up, mm-hmm. but I don't know what she does. So and everyone obviously looks at her like she's crazy. Like what? Like because she's like Peter Brill is in on it, and they're yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Well, I made <laughs> this is the quote. I love it." I may be wrong, but frankly, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I know. I know. (laughs) Okay, I love the confidence. Love it. (laughs) It's beautiful. So, um, she and Grady. Oh, so they don't find the information they need in the papers, right? And at this point. I think Giles is just like, I don't know what Giles is doing, to be honest with you. I forgot. He said something. He's trying to get her off the scent. Yeah. Oh. 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 Well, look at this. How the tables have well, turned. We, we, we have to talk about that at some point at length. Well, but... uh, when we get to it. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, so she and Grady, uh, he gets on his thickest glasses that he owns, gets in his convertible, <laughs> and they apparently they just start canvassing the theaters. Like, I, I, guess, yeah. I mean, I guess if it's on 17th Street, I mean, like, how many theaters? Right. Uh, I don't know. They find a place called the Serendipity Theater, which yes. is... Lucky for them. Oh. Go inside, and Peter Brill is auditioning, like, the worst singer of all time. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that Peter Brill's secret power is to be written with purple prose. Oh, my God. Like, the most pretentious. Like, he wasn't that bad at the party. No, he was not I mean, he seemed urbane and, like, yeah. whatever. Like, he, like, but, like, all of a sudden, he's just, like... In casual conversation, just like you're the I shadows of morphia. The shadows of morphia are leading you in <laughs> yeah. your perfect state. Like, yeah. It's like, but like somebody was writing this and was just this guy. They're gushing at their talent. The, this guy, <laughs> he throws out uh, classical references, right. you know, you know, and like, and the bad singers are obviously offended. Mm-hmm. She goes inside by herself. Yeah. Because but Grady sits out in the car, and he's like, you sure you don't want me coming in? I can help. It's dangerous. And she's like, well, give me 20 minutes. I'll count on you. <laughs> yeah, you're not counting on Grady. You you're know this. You're just throwing him a bone. He's like ineffectual Robin. Oh, for sure. Like, it, it, for sure. If, like, Batman was like, hey, guard the Batmobile. I'm going in there. Like, yeah. Like, that's what Grady does. He guards the car. Yes. You know, and, you know, just flushes. I got this. Yeah. So the, the trial ends, and Jessica comes in from the shadows. She's like, so how much money do you get from it? Basically calling him out, like, mm-hmm. hey, where did you get this money suddenly Right. to do this? And she's, like, kind of implying that he's murdered, or he's a, a murderer, and she tells him to stop the fiddle-faddle. Yeah. The second time that term's been used. It's a good term. I'm going to start using it. Oh, you know what? You skipped too far ahead. Because I feel like there was a scene with her and Preston. Oh, no, you're right. It's after this. Okay. My bad. Okay. See, and this is why you keep us on track, and I take us completely off track. That's <laughs> all right. I like like to be a little derailed. It keeps life I'm interesting. Like, I'm like your Magnum. <laughs> oh, my Jessica, Jessica Fletcher? Fletcher? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That works really well. Yeah. <laughs> so she's kind of, like, implying heavily that, like, he's involved in the murder, and that's when Ashley Vickers, Pink Maleficent, comes mm-hmm. up from, like, the... How'd she get up there? She, she was, was like on a catwalk or yeah, something. Yeah, like she's kind of like Phantom of the Opera in her <laughs> way in. And he was just like, you know what? 
We did it. The jigs up. With the jigs up. But we did not murder. Yeah. No murder involved. We We had alibis. We 100% were committing the Mm -hmm. uh, espionage uh, because I was trying to get back at Caleb for being a dog. Yeah. And just because Peter Brill's my boy, I guess. I don't know. Like, they didn't really establish why. Oh, he wanted money to make a show again. He wanted to get back into show business, and he needed the money. And I guess it just kind of worked out for both of them. They don't seem particularly tight, but they were just like, "Eh," you know, we're... Partners in crime. You need this money. I need this. We're going to do this together. You know, throw mama from the train. Passing trains. Yeah. Lots of trains. Lots of trains. Basically, at this point, then, Gunderson... Right? Or was this when Gunderson comes back, I think? I don't know. Who's Gunderson? Ned Beatty? Ned Beatty. Okay. Basically. Oh, oh, oh. At this point, Ned Beatty goes to Caleb's yacht. Oh, right. And he finds, dun, 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 a dead Caleb. A dead Caleb. So now Caleb's dead. Mm. And Making it look like somebody really did want to kill Caleb all along. All along. And it was just a mistaken identity Mis- for killing Baxendale. Yeah. Baxendale was wearing Caleb's yeah. costume. You see a silhouette so of Sherlock Holmes in the dark, kill him. So it's just kind of like, well, what's going on mm-hmm. here? I, I kind of like that scene just because uh, Ned Beatty like almost gets arrested for murder. <laughs> <laughs> but he does a good job. Like I think it was well acted where he's like, my, my ID is in my pocket. You right. Know, and they, let him up and whatever. But they find him in they the rigging. They get the same anonymous message saying you're going to find something interesting on his boat. Yeah, and they place the time of murder. Yeah, they all get an anonymous message, which I don't know who... who uh, I guess I do know who yeah, did that. Yeah, we do know who did it. But yeah, the cops and Ned Beatty all got an anonymous call to say, mm-hmm. go to his boat, you'll find something interesting there. Everybody at this point has alibis for when yes. he was murdered, because I think Grady was wherever he was, but he was fine. <laughs> yeah. And But Ashley Vickers and Peter Brill were actually at a show. Yeah, in which tons of people saw them. Uh, tons of people saw them. So now we're, we're narrowing it down to who yeah. it could be. But, um, but yeah, so they have like and rock solid alibis. it's not the usual suspects. Yeah, so Ned Beatty. Not them at all. Not the usual suspects. Not at all. No. no. Not at all. So Ned Beatty goes to Jessica Fletcher, says, hey, your, your nephew's off the hook. Yeah. We know it wasn't him. They've admitted to the espionage mm-hmm. part, so he has no motive. Yeah. And he was also accounted for yeah. during the other murder, so we know it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. So, which is great. And then it was really nice, and this doesn't happen, I guess it does happen a lot, but I mean, like, it was nice, maybe it's just because Ned Beatty's a better actor, I don't know. Like, no, he, he is good. He really had, like, this, like, moment where, they shared a moment that, where he was just <laughs> like, hey, if you ever want to horn in on any yes, of my cases. that is what I wanted to talk about, and she goes... If you're ever up in Maine, I'll make you some lobster stew. <laughs> lobster. Lobster stew. It's like food friendship. But but what I thought was kind of crazy about that, too, is he, and like not to take anything away from Jessica Fletcher. No. But he basically is like, hey, anytime I want to horn in on one of my cases. But his case is still unsolved at this point. Like, <laughs> all she's done in is. In his cases, his jurisdiction is New Holding. I highly doubt there's that many cases a year. Right, right. All, all, yeah, exactly. All she's done is gotten her her nephew off. Yeah. Like, and and she got like these other people to admit to this other crime that they weren't even investigating, really. Nope. nope. <laughs> but like, but they still haven't solved the murder. Yeah, murders. 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 Oh, so she gets back on the train to go back to Maine. No, uh, no, no, actually. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am trying to put us on track, I but I know that's not my job. I think there's an important point that we need to make before we get to the train. Oh, you mean, you mean the kiss? 
Yeah, we should get yeah, to the Yeah, we kiss. should totally talk about the kiss before the train. I guess you're right. Okay. Ugh. So, so Preston and Jessica Fletcher are alone in her hotel room. Yes. And she basically says, you know what? This is moving too fast. City life ain't working for me. I'm yeah. out. This is moving too fast. It's Let, nice, let's take our time. It was like flowers that bloom too early yeah. are... Are fair game okay. for an early frost. Fair no, game. for a late frost or something like that. Early I think frost? early... Probably an early yeah. frost. Yeah. Frost. So, like, basically... If this proceeds is going too fast for me, right. we're gonna it's not gonna work out. And so then he gives her a whole speech, which is significant. And it was a really good one too. Where he just is it's like the classic like I've given my whole life to like mm-hmm. su- success and forgot about the important things. Automatic. His life has been on like automatic lights. Automatic. Bum says, bum bum. <laughs> automatic lights. Bum bum bum. <laughs> he says. Uh, He's been living his life on automatic pilot with mm-hmm. automatic banking, automatic security, automatic, automatic lights. lights. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> and but and he tells her that they're going to be joined at the hip professionally for a long time. Yeah, that was weird. And I, I just couldn't help thinking, he's kind of her boss. Yeah. This is really. I mean, like it's not portrayed as icky. Yeah. Well, he's not really her boss. She's he's a her writer. publisher. Yeah, but not really a boss. He could be like, I'm not going to publish your book. Yeah, and she could be like, well, I'm not going to write anymore. I could go with another publisher. Authors well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, still, like, I mean, they're make, she's making significantly <laughs> through the series. It seems, sounds like she's doing very well for she's, herself. She's a millionaire. Uh, at least. Gotta be. Billionaire, I would say. Billionaire. Billionaire, <laughs> I don't know. She sold Her more books, books than the Bible. More, more books than anybody. <laughs> but she, the Bible, but, Shakespeare combined. <laughs> she sold more. But but it's still kind of weird to me. He he is her publisher, and it's weird for I don't know. In the, 2019, it's weird for like a I, dude. I don't know. I didn't. See he's it not as portray- weird. he's not portrayed as like in this sense anyway. It being like it's not creepy. He's not like Caleb goosing anybody. Yeah, he's not Caleb goosing anyone. He, he's more like what Caleb probably should have been more yeah. like really distinguished, distinguished. Like, and she's into it, so it's not yeah. like the worst thing in the world. But it's it's still kind of like yeah. I just made a note of it. Well, hesitantly into it. Because she feels like she's betraying Frank if she moves on. And she doesn't want that. You know, right. it's still way too soon for her to move well, on. Well, and we were trying to get... Because it doesn't narrow down, like, a good timeline for how yeah. long it's been since Frank's died. Yeah. But it can't have been that long. No. Like, we're thinking maybe a year or two at the most. Maybe. And that's pretty early to be... Yeah, that's to, way too soon. You know, to be... But I think back in the day, everybody was always forcing women to get married as soon as possible. Well, yeah, yeah. Even and, if they were older. And, I th- and like that might be why they made her so independently wealthy, so we couldn't... Because, yeah. like, maybe viewers at the time were like, why well, isn't she married? She should be married. How you is know? she able to afford traveling all over the place? You know, so... Yeah. I get it. But, yeah. So, anyway, uh, and you were going to say, I think about the train. I think you were going to the train next. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're train time now. So, so yeah, we're in the... We're in the train times. We're in the now. train times. And <laughs> oh. Sir Topham Hat reappears. And, and he is a, a conductor. conductor. Yep. We're we he has a hat he that says He has a hat that says conductor. Gold on letters. It. Gold says. letters, shiny, flashing, and they say conductor. And his son did get into college. Woo-hoo. Yay. And, and I want to say I wasn't trying to put him down by calling him a porter. I don't know what the role of conductor is, really. Right. I don't either. I, like I always get a conductor confused with an engineer. We seemingly know nothing about the trains. Nothing about trains. We know nothing about trains or buses or taxis or anything. <laughs> well, okay. We don't know We're how bad to travel. About public, public transportation <laughs> is not our strong suit. We need to figure that out. But yeah, I always get conductor confused with engineer. Right. 
And I guess like he conducts the people to their seat. I get, I get, I don't know. Well, I don't isn't even know the guy from Polar Express? Isn't he the conductor, Tom Hanks? Yeah, he's the conductor. Yeah, he checks their tickets. He checks their tickets. But he's the conductor. It's just a weird term. I guess, I guess the engineer. I think just drives it. Engineer drives it, or whatever. Do you drive a train? Well, there are steering wheels. Is there? Yeah. I've it's just on a, it's on a rail. I know, but I've seen them with <laughs> steering wheels. We have self-driving cars. We don't have self-driving trains at this point. I mean, You know, on. I think we do somewhere. Maybe in Japan. Oh, maybe. But anyway. They have those bullet trains over anyway, there. Anyway, the important thing to know is Daniel works every day. Every day. His son got into college. He's yeah. a conductor. For sure. Great work. Awesome. And, 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 you know, he, he's a very present actor because mm-hmm. I like... He stands out. Yeah, he does. He's, <laughs> he's only in both episodes for maybe a total of two minutes. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that actor, but he did a great job. He really did. Like, I mean, to the point that we have just devoted probably ten minutes <laughs> of our time talking about Daniel the Conductor. Like, yes. he's a great, great guy. So, so she's sitting in her seat. She's mm-hmm. going back to Cabot Cove. And she told Kit and Grady as she was leaving and she's getting on the train. Like, basically, That they're going to get married in her parlor. They're getting, which I'm like... Were they even, like, going to get married? She's like, it's... don't elope. She's like, you are going to get married in a church and have the reception yes. in my parlor. Like, It um... is a show in the 80s in which women have to get married one week after knowing somebody. Yeah, I, it was just, like, it was, like, a weird, it, it almost felt like the actors themselves were like, whoa, oh, that moved fast. fast. <laughs> uh, Grady's like, gee, Aunt, I sure wish you had solved that mystery. I yeah. think that's a direct quote. I mean, in the nasally voice, too. Yeah. I think that you nailed it. Yeah, nailed I'm pretty sure it. that. I, thank you. Nailed it. Uh, you know, I wish you had solved that mystery. And I she, really thought you would. Yeah, I really thought yeah. you would. And then and then she's like, I thought I would, too. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> it's like, okay. okay. She, she's very good at putting things down when they're yeah. no longer in her. Well, is she? Let's see what happens when she reads a newspaper. Newspapers keep coming back. Yeah, newspapers. So this is crazy. <laughs> and this took a long time to pay off to figure out what Now was this is going why on. she is Sherlock Holmes. Well, yeah, and I don't Because she even has it's not a uh, photogenic uh-huh. photogenic <laughs> photographic memory. Yeah. Is what is that audio? Uh didactic, I think. Is it didactic? I think so. Because like that. she had to remember exactly what he said. As she's walking into a room, yes, focused on and something this else. Was days ago. Yeah. She was focused on something else. Yeah. yeah. So she has to have that auditory memory. Yeah, because like okay, so basically what happens is she opens up this byline. Mm-hmm. From someone named Chris Landon. Yeah. And there's like a little, you know. There's a picture and it's a woman. And it's a woman. And she like looks and freaks the F out. She's just like, what? And she's like, stop the train. I got to get up. And Daniel's like, what about your luggage? She's like, just send it to Boston. Send it to Boston. I'll take care of it. I'm off to New Holvang. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. And she's like, okay. Like, and and you literally are. I was. Yeah, I was like. I've seen this twice, and I was yeah. still like off kilter. Like yeah, I'm like, what did she too. figure? What did she figure out? Exactly. I was like, I don't get it. What does this mean? Yeah. What is the yeah. What is the significance? And then of course of... she explains it later, and you're like, oh wow, wow. Yeah. That's a detail. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so anyway, so she gets to New Holvang. She finds another taxi driver who's kind of a jerk again. <laughs> kind of. He's a little. He's a. Li- he's surly. He's not like a jerk. He's just like. On his way home. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, can you take me to the murder house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says, go here. And he's like, 
hey, lady, don't you know there was a murder up here the other day? She's like, yeah, I was here. Oh. oh. I, for a second, I thought he was going to be like, well, did you do it? Yeah, yeah there, was like, there was a beat. There was like, hmm. There was a hesitation to where it was like, well, did you do it? Yeah, and then she's like, uh, can you stick around for a bit? And he's like, he's like I don't know. I'll just like, off my shift. Right, I'm going to just drop you off at the murder house and be done. And yeah, my shift's about yeah, to end. And she was like, like, okay, I'll throw lots of money at you. Oh, all right, I'll oh, stay here right, for a few right. minutes. So she's back at the house where the party was. It's mm-hmm. nighttime. Yeah. The lights oh, are cool. and I want you to know, I heard something interesting on this. Okay, it was a sonic So <laughs> was not. So the wind's howling, right? Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. dark, super windy because there's a lantern, mm-hmm. like, blowing in the breeze yeah, or yeah. whatever. I swear to God, they had a wolf howling. Ooh. Yes, just like that. And I go, ooh, werewolves. Yeah, yeah it, it actually is a pretty spooky yeah. scene. Spooky. Like, she's all by herself, but she's great at this infiltration stuff. Yeah, she's really good. <laughs> she is brave. So she goes to the pool. Which is yeah. where the guy was because, found Because, you know, there's no way you'd find me dead at, like, in the dark. In the pool? In the pool. <laughs> My face <laughs> shot off. That went way off kilter. <laughs> that was not where I was going with this at all. <laughs> Stop guiding me. Seriously. <laughs> Just go. go I'm, I'm, I'm your passenger. Okay, there is no way I would You're be You're my Daniel. Alone. Yes, for sure. There is no way I would be alone in the dark at a murder scene. She, Especially if I knew who it's going to be. Just like Yeah, she, did. she already knows. She already knows. She who already it is. knows what she's just trying to confirm. And she hasn't even like set up like in some episodes in the future, yeah. she'll like have a cops waiting, like yeah. in the next room or whatever. She just goes there alone. I'm going alone. And, and doesn't gets, tell anybody. And she starts messing around kind of with like the pool, like there's like mm-hmm. a kind of like contraption thing. Yeah. That she's looking have. at automatic timers. Automatic timers for automatic lighting. And as, she, and as she's messing with, messing with the locks or mm-hmm. something, who should show up? But Preston Giles. Preston Giles. He's standing across the pool from her, about twenty-five feet away. Mm-hmm. And it is dark and stormy. And mm-hmm. Jessica Fletcher. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Angela Lansbury kills it in this scene. Yeah, seriously. She plays it so well, where she's like. Kind of scared, yeah. But she's still kind of trying to piece it all together yeah. and everything. And she's like, you know, we're about twenty five feet away. I can see you perfectly. And he's, well, no, no, not really. He's still kind of. It, she can see him, but just barely. I thought because said, and he was like, oh, that's because the, the moon, moon is out. It's the a full, full moon. moon. Werewolves again. I'm telling you. The, <laughs> <laughs> the full moon is New out. Holfang. New Holfang. <laughs> the, <laughs> the full moon is out, uh-huh. and so they can kind of see each other. And she's like, well, I just want to see what happens at eight o'clock. And he's like, well, you're being silly. Let's go yeah. inside and have a drink. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I guess we should go back. He does find out that she's going. Like, someone tell. I don't even know who. Apparently, the Yaleys that she had an interview with knew she was going to New Holbank. I have no idea yeah, how. Yeah, he thought, he thought she was going back to Cabot I Cove. guess they talked to the conductor. Yeah. And, and the conductor, Daniel, was like, she's going to New Holbank, apparently. Yeah, and he was, like, on his way out to go somewhere else. Yeah. And, like, right as he's about That was to leave, a lot of information his, off scene yeah. that someone... You know, doesn't have cell phones for. Yeah, exactly. How did they find out that information so fast? They found it out really fast, and he's like, oh, she's there. So he shows up there, obviously. Yeah. So 8 o'clock hits, and mm-hmm. the pool lights come on. Automatic lights. 
And and mm-hmm. one of the things I really like though was before the lights come on, uh-huh. she asks about the butler, whoever's it, like Lewis or something yeah. like that, and she's like Davis. Davis. And she's like, is Davis here? And he's like, no, Davis is like away. He's on vacation. And I thought that was awesome because she was getting that last bit of evidence to make yeah. sure they were completely alone. Yeah. Like there wasn't anyone else that could do this. Mm-hmm. And eight o'clock, the lights come on, and she's like, oh. I wish this wasn't the case. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you have automatic lights. They come on at 8 o'clock. And he's like, yeah, so what? That means the killer knew who he was shooting. Yeah, and she's like, when do they go off? He's like, midnight. And she's yeah. like, well, the murder happened at 11.15. 11.15. So the person would have 100% known who, who they were killing. That they were killing Baxtendale or whatever. Yeah, Baxtendale. Yeah. Baxtendale. What I love about this scene, too, mm-hmm. was, again, what we talked about in the last time we were talking about this show, episode, <laughs> the first part, mm-hmm. is her problem isn't so much that he murdered someone. It was his lack of honesty. Yeah. <laughs> and she actually says, you're not being honest. Not at all. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's, and that's when she calls out, when she was getting the scrambled egg thing on Pink, uh, mm-hmm. Pink Maleficent, that he would have been on the phone with someone, and he was like, and she asked who it was, and he's like, oh, it's a reporter, Chris Landon. Yeah. He's going to interview you on Monday. But Chris Landon's a woman. But Chris Landon's a woman. And that was from the newspaper article. And that was what she figured out from the yeah. newspaper article, that Chris Landon was a woman. Mm-hmm. So he had just made that up. He should have. Yeah. He, he was on the phone with Chris Landon. He should have known Chris Landon was a woman. Yes. Now things get crazy. But before we get into the crazy bit, maybe we should. No, we'll get into the crazy bit, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. Okay. Okay, sure. Okay. Let's so, go crazy town. Preston Giles, <laughs> Giles yeah. turns out, was a real estate developer who yes. has two partners. Yes. Who made an apartment complex that collapsed. And killed a lot of people. <laughs> it killed a lot. And, and even like, though how he bad were those apartments that they just collapsed? Well, our house is pretty crummy. <laughs> well, maybe. I could see that happening. But, you know, but I mean, like, it just collapsed. And he says, I was thrown under the bridge. Uh, you know, under I, was, the bus. I, I was I was thrown under the bridge with the trolls. <laughs> with the trolls. <laughs> I, was, I, I was thrown under the bus. I'm a scapegoat. They got away kind of scot-free. Mm-hmm. I got sentenced to jail for 15 years. But yeah. that's not all. After two years, yeah. I escaped. Yeah. <laughs> And, I, and this is where his fictional character, Edmund Dantes, comes into play. That's where the Count of Monte Cristo comes yes. into Baxendale. I saw this. This doesn't really get explained either. He sees a bust of, uh, of Lady Justice, and that clicks into yeah. place Count of Monte Cristo, which... Does not make any that sense. That does not make any sense. That does not... I guess because it's a tale of revenge and trying to get justice, and justice is blind. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Because what we find out is, like, Bankstondale, I guess, was one of those partners that mm-hmm. he had worked with. Yes, but and... for some odd reason, he didn't recognize him at all. Well, they said neither of them recognized each other at first. So weird. Yeah, and, like, uh, but and it clicked into place. Bankstondale recognized, mm-hmm. even though he was doing all this other stuff. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he was doing all this other stuff, but didn't click that this was the same guy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's the guy. He's getting jail. He's mm-hmm. the partner. And uh, Giles says he... he. So, okay. I want to talk about <laughs> Giles' career trajectory and when he did everything. So, apparently... Because he's not old. No. He's like 50 I was thinking, 60s, yeah, maybe 55. 55. Yeah. So, like, at some point, he was young enough to get into a, a like a real estate venture construction business where he was a top partner. Where he was a top partner, so he worked his way all the way up yeah. to this position. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Apartments collapse. He yes. goes to jail for two years. Because he was a scapegoat. Gets out of jail. Escapes, escapes from jail. Everyone thinks he's dead. Sets up a brand new, new identity. identity. Where he becomes the head of a publishing house. A big time publishing like house. Like a big time publishing house. This is like on the level of Macmillan. Either one of those. Big time publishing Either one of those careers, mm-hmm. to me, feels like it would take like almost your entire like work yes. career to attain that level of success. Yeah, for sure. And he did it twice. And he did. <laughs> that man is talented. He is. Really good, good deal. He admits to the murder, mm-hmm. which also he said he was a crime passion because they skeet shoot by the pool. So they had handy guns. Yeah. He pulls off a gun, shoots him in the face. In and the this face. Is, now this is where things get a little weird for me. It was moral self-defense, he claims. <laughs> moral, moral self-defense. Moral self-defense. Yes, because he was getting vengeance for being wrongly accused and having his life ruined. Right. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Baxendale wasn't one of the partners then. Baxendale was a P.I., but he had figured it out and was right. going to blackmail him. Yeah, That's what was going to go on. Mm-hmm. Giles apparently shot this guy in the face. 25 feet. Oh. Boom. Face is gone. Then, then the time, puts him in Sherlock Holmes' clothes. Where did he get his outfit? Uh, it was in a closet because um, oh. Captain Caleb said he took it off. Because, to go for his walk, which yeah. was really to go sleep with the... Yeah, because he didn't want to be prancing around in a costume. He should have kept the costume on. Should have kept it going, yeah. Would have made it more fun, I think, for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay, so he so he knew that that costume was there. So, okay, but that's still... Okay, so It Baxin, diverts suspicion. They He wanted everybody to be thinking they were trying to kill Caleb. Right. Not Baxendale. Because then nobody would ever suspect Right, so then he, then, he, then he kills ba- uh, mm-hmm. Caleb to kind of throw it all off. Yeah. He doesn't want them to and think... And that's what makes it worse. Yeah, he kills... Caleb out of cold blood yeah. just to divert the attention because he didn't want people looking too deeply into why Baxendale was murdered. Exactly. He wants people to think it was because of Caleb's infidelities or mm-hmm. whatever. But like, yeah, it's all confusing. Yeah. But anyway, but here, but the thing is, okay, so 25 feet away, so Baxendale says, I want to meet you by the pool by 11 o'clock. Right. They meet out there, he gets mad, boom, shoots him in the face. Mm-hmm. Then, he must have gone back into the party. Yes, he does. Knew that the costume was there. Yes. Puts it on him and then throws him in the pool or was he already in the pool like, it seems like there's a lot of work going there's on there. There's a lot of work going on here. But if you're covering up a murder, I, I guess, guess you find the you time. Will. You just find the yeah, time. Yeah, you find the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just fine. find the time. <laughs> it's like, hey, if it's you're something you love, cover up a murder, you find the time to do you gotta it. You find the time. <laughs> you find the time. Oh, and I love the throwaway line. I've systematically destroyed my partner's income. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very terminatory. <laughs> it, well, okay. Wow. Um, okay. So then. So then he's made his way across the pool. He's so close to all those shotguns. He's looking at the shotguns. He's looking at the shotgun. And he then, ends up behind But then Jessica. he passes the shotguns, holds her as if he's going to throw her into the water. Yeah, he puts his hand kind of yeah. on. I'm doing it to you right now. Yeah. Is it weird? Creep- yeah. Is it weird? It's freaking creepy. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's not, it's, it's not like, hey, pal. It's like. No. It's like this. It's like, you can't see it, but it's weird. I'm going to kill you now. And she's like. Tensed up like a fawn in the yeah. headlights. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think Angela Lansbury didn't know what this actor was going to do. And, <laughs> and, like, he, like I thought he was going to choke her and then throw oh, her see, in the I pool. I thought he was just going to hold her it's, down and drown her. Yeah, but something like that. Like, yeah. It was going to get brutal. But then, true it, love prevails. Yes, it does. And he's like, I'll turn myself in. I'm going to turn myself in, Jessica. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call, call Gunderson, call Ned Beatty. Yeah. I'm going to admit to murder mm-hmm. and go back to jail. For, I served my other 13 years plus... For double homicide. Double homicide. Uh, because but like yeah, he doesn't he can't kill Jessica because she's that awesome, which is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and so then uh, that's pretty much the end of the episode. 
Well, not really. I want to get into something else, but do you want some? What do you want to uh, say? Well, well, it's not really the end of the episode. They go to like, the train station. To me, I, I, I really hated how all that played out, and I think you're supposed to as a viewer, right? Because she's finally starting to accept someone new to trust. Yeah, and the one person she trusts is a serial killer, a real deviant. He's real. Giles He's, is a real creep. He is really bad. Like, it is kind of like... And it's weird, too, because she reads people so well. And yeah. Ed Beatty makes a point of saying that. Yeah. Because you're so observant, you read people really well. Yeah, he's like, I can't do my but job, I need you. But she was just so blinded by this guy. Yeah. That she did not see how kind of evil this guy well, was. Well, and, that, and that's that's basically what I wanted to bring up. That's what I've been kind of holding off on. Watching the two episodes, mm-hmm. in the context knowing that he's the murderer. Yeah. And he's trying to be with Angela Lansbury, yeah. Jessica Fletcher at the same time is a real creepy. Yeah, that it's like really he's like creepy. simultaneously trying to like help her and like be in her way at the same time. Like yeah, like because he loves her, so he's trying to get Grady off, mm-hmm. but like he's also a guy capable of cold blooded murder just yeah. to like protect himself. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, He's complicated. There is a lot to unpack in that character. Yeah, it, it, it's, there really actually, is. it's actually very surprising. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, whoa, 15 minute podcast. Did great again, guys. <laughs> but oh god. So, but yeah, so the, like the whole Giles thing is just kind of interesting to mm-hmm. me. I suppose like the way that all played out. That like, yeah, and I guess like I mean like it's got to be rough for her because she was almost yeah. almost ready to like almost. Move on. So there really is like a kind of like they a did real... share a very intimate moment. They sh- they shared a kiss. Yeah. And I mean like and, the, and again... I bet she would have made him lobster stew. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like and again like the only reason why she was leaving mm-hmm. was because she was feeling too close to this. Yeah, guy. it was it was she and was feeling it, so rushed. So rushed, mm-hmm. and it's like you're in love with this man who is capable of murder, and it's like, do Cold we know any blooded murder? This do we wasn't really even know? Do, we, do I know you? Well, I don't know. Do you? I don't know. I I've don't known know. you for a while, but I, I don't, don't know. know. Like I don't know. Are you capable of cold-blooded murder? I don't know. I think it depends on the circumstances. No. Did that apartment fall on people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's food for thought. Food for thought. Okay. Uh, anyway, right. so the, the episode basically ends back at back with Daniel, the conductor. Back and this at time the, he's like, are we finally right? going? We're finally going. Because this is like really like the fifth time. She's yeah, like, really. God, just, <laughs> Grady and Kid are there. And that's when she says, like, don't, oh, oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, oh, wait, no, no, no. That, that isn't when she says No, that. this is the second time. This is like, oh, no, this is just Grady. And this is when Grady yeah. and her are having like a real... Real aunt and nephew moment. Yeah, and then Kit comes running up and is like, and it's very oh my reminiscent. God. It's very reminiscent of when she came up and she was like, Grady's been arrested. Yeah. Like it's like the same sort of like, stop, stop, yeah. stop. Uh, frantic. Yeah, frantic. Yeah. And at one point, like Jessica's like, if I only hadn't been such a busybody, and like yeah. Grady's like, well, if you hadn't been a busybody, I would have been. Arrested. I would still be in jail. I'd be arrested for murder. Yeah. So I'm glad you weren't. You know. And she's like, no, well, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I think she even says like, I'm not even sure if I'm gonna write books anymore. She's yeah. like, basically giving up on everything. Dude, her heart has been broken. Broken. Giles is broken. a dog. He broke Giles her. Is a dog. You know what? Caleb at least was up front with his <laughs> infidelity. <laughs> Giles was deviant. G- G- and, and I think that's. They think that was kind of making a point. Like, Caleb is a piece of trash. He is yeah. garbage. Well, even Giles says it. He's yeah. a garbage man. He was like, why do you care if he's dead? Yeah. yeah. But, like, Giles is so urbane and so mm-hmm. charming, mm-hmm. and, like, you really do feel a bit betrayed by him. Yeah, you really this. do. So it's good acting on that guy's part, mm-hmm. uh, the actor's part. I'm going to call him that guy. That guy. Because I respect him. <laughs> but, but anyway, Kit says, 
It says, wait, wait, wait. There's been a murder. Yeah. And the like, police she's, she's, need your help. The police need your help. And she's an author. She's just an author, guys. I mean, she's only solved one murder because mm-hmm. it just happened to be within her proximity. Well, in this one, <laughs> I like to liken her to Harry Potter book one. Okay. Okay. And, Continue. And now, follow with me with this. Like, what house is she? Yeah. Ravenclaw. Oh, totally Ravenclaw. Heck yeah. Most of, well, I don't know. She, she could, could be Hufflepuff. Off. She could be a good Gryffindor, too, because she's super brave and very athletic. She jogs all the time. She could be Slytherin. She could be very much Slytherin. Because Slytherin aren't all evil. No, they're not. It's just ambitious. No, I'm Slytherin. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm clever, charming, yeah. ambitious. Yeah. Sexy. That's all Slytherin. You got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> got it all. So anyway, so anyway, follow me here. Follow me here. Harry Potter in the book and book one, Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. He, Philosopher's Stone if you're in Europe. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Europeans, who cares? Yeah. Our international but, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to appeal to the people of Leeds, England. <laughs> sure. Okay, so anyway, um, in the first book, he doesn't go looking for Voldemort. He stumbles onto it. Yeah, it's very... And it's a matter of yeah, protecting his friends. Very bumbly, yeah. Yeah, and it's a matter of protecting his friends, much like Jessica mm-hmm. was protecting Grady. Yeah. And she just kind of stumbles onto it yeah. and then gets the bad guy in it. Right. Much like Harry Potter. And subsequential... Uh, uh, what's the next? Sequential. Sequential, that's it. Mm-hmm. And se- <laughs> sequential books. Got it. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> I don't know why I'm tripping over every single word I say this round. That's okay. You sound cool. Don't worry. Thanks, honey. I feel like I'm that guy from one of those Shakespeare plays. The guy who was always talking like a donkey guy. Bottom? Was it Bottom? From Midsummer Night's Dream? Yes, from Midsummer Night's Dream, Mm -hmm. where he would say big words but always say them wrong. Yeah, same. Oh, no, no, no. no. That's that's Much Ado About Nothing. I can't remember. It's the captain of the guards, the police chief or whatever. Okay. Oh, and I want you to know I'm going to be mentioning. Dogger. Dogger? Dogger. Something like that. Something like that. I'm going to be mentioning Shakespeare at least once per episode because of the Shakespeare portrait in her house. Oh, the one that looks yeah. like he's giving you a side eye? Yeah, he's giving you a side eye. <laughs> so, what you talking about? so, getting back to Harry Potter. Anyway, in the next books, he actually goes out of his way to solve crimes, much like she does. Yes. So, the the first time you're, you're out doing something on your own, you kind of stumble onto it. Yeah. And then you start going out of your way to start solving crimes. But what is weird, no, I feel like she does... And that's how Jessica Fletcher is Harry Potter. But anyway, <laughs> but the best part about it is Kit's like, it was two wrestlers, they died in the ring, one, one was stabbed, stabbed and the other drowned. drowned. And like Fletcher's like, whatever, yeah. I'm out, Cabot Covenant. And she gets in the train and then she goes, Drowned? <laughs> and then, uh, boo doo 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 And then so, at the end. And I would have liked to have seen that episode. They, you can't tease there me There are that. a few things I would have liked to have seen done with these. Uh-huh. One. What is Arnold racing from when she's writing her draft in, on her typewriter during the opening credit scenes? Right. Arnold raced from the door. That's what she's yes. typing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to know what's happening with Arnold. Yeah, because Murder, She Wrote isn't even the name of the novel. It's no. like Screaming in the Dark or Call in the Dark or something. So oh, oh, no, they say it a few times. Well, but... when it does actually get turned into a movie. Yes. It's like yes. a Call in the Dark or something It's like, like that. Call in the Dark or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I want to know what Arnold is running from first. Yeah. Time. Okay. And saying, oh, I lost my train of thought. There goes that train. Well, there was a couple things you wanted to know about mm. uh, or, or what Arnold was running from in the in the intro, in the opening intro. credits. Let's <laughs> <laughs> everyone just put our heads together and mm. try to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And what else did I want? Well, the wrestler. Know? The, you wanted oh to know yeah, and I wanted to know like how that story ended. 
How did that wrestler die? Because, yeah, I, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. Episode two, three, whatever however you want to classify episode it, since, two, it's, since it's like a two-parter. I'm going to go with episode two. Episode two. Yeah. Well, technically, this is episode zero. Yeah. It, it's not about wrestlers. No, it's not about the drowned wrestler <laughs> yeah. at all. It's back in Cabot Cove, yeah. I believe. Um, we're gonna and meet, we meet some locals. Oh, locals. We're going to finally meet mm-hmm. some locals that, are, unlike Huey. Unlike um, Huey. Like, these people will stick around. Oh, so, gosh, I forgot about Huey. There's so many characters in these first two parts. Well, you know, for like, I think it's what, like 44 minutes per episode? Mm-hmm. So like an hour and a half, a lot happens. A lot happens. And it's all pretty much amazing. Yeah, it is. I think. These shows are great. Yeah, these shows well, are great. Well, I don't know. Season three kind of starts going downhill for me. But... Well, that's that's going to be two years from now when we get to that. So <laughs> It's going to be a long it's way gonna away. It's going to be a long time. We've so got a lot of episodes stick, to go through. I hope you stick around. We have not yet seen the... Magnum P.I. that's supposed to come <laughs> after this one, so I don't know what to tell this you. This one's supposed to... Uh, Magnum P.I. is supposed to come before this one. But then there's supposed to be one after this, and we have not seen that episode yet, so I have no idea what happens. Well, we haven't even finished the pilot episode on Magnum P.I. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Because I mean, he started leering at those topless women. Wait, so gross. When they invited him <laughs> to skinny dip. I know. Uh, Why wouldn't you what? go skinny dipping with him? Why are you leering at them with they, binoculars when they invited to, you? To... Women yes. have given you their consent. Yes. Hey, come skinny dip with me. <laughs> and he says, no, no, no. I'm going to drink gonna a beer and look, and look at, at you through, through the... binoculars. Why would you do that? And anyway, call my friend on the phone and tell you what a good time I'm having looking at these naked women. Anyway, I hope you listen to our <laughs> next episode. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. Oh, nice. Angela Lansbury yes. was going to be here today. Oh, right, right, Her right. agent called me and said that she couldn't make it because no. she was working on Mary Poppins 3. I know. It's it's heartbreaking Oof. for you. I know. You didn't like the second one. She's working on the third one, and apparently Higgins is dead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope Higgins isn't dead. I hope not, too, because I like him. I actually really like him. I really hope not. And I'm thinking this episode's actually going to have to come before mm-hmm. the pilot episode. But I was Dry. promised Angela Lansbury will be here for episode two or one or three, whatever, which one I don't counting know. these as. I'm going to actually, I'm going to say the first two episodes, this is just a little... House painting. I think uh, <laughs> first two episodes should just be Murder, She Wrote, Sherlock Holmes 1 and 2. Okay. Then we'll do the pilot episode of Magnum P.I. Because we just talked about the topless women. Yeah. And like. We got a good hook. We got a good hook. Want to know, know about, about topless, topless women? women? <laughs> want to know about. Uh, you want to know about two Dobermans named Zeus and Apollo? We got Meet you Meet us here. We got, we got you covered. Got you covered. Oh, Lamborghini. Oh, wait. Ferrari theft. It's a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I just, Navy it just, stuff. It's it almost just, like a jag starting. It just starting. kills me, though, that the women gave consent and he went out of his way to be a creep. To be a creep. Yeah. That's insane. Even though he could have totally gone skinny dipping with them. So anyway. We've got a lot to unpack there. See you next week <laughs> in our comprehensive compilation of all things murder. She wrote mm-hmm. in Magnum P.I. Yeah. Um, and see if you can follow my... Uh, examples of why Harry Potter is Jessica Fletcher and vice versa. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter when we set that up. <laughs> Which we won't be doing. Oh, should we be doing any sort of other plugs? Like, I'm still a cover artist, so oh. come to me for all your graphic needs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah what are you? You're, you're a book narrator? I narrate some books. I also narrate some books. Okay. So if you want our lovely voices narrating your characters, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. But uh, anyway, we, uh, we love you again. <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I don't know why I say I love you. It feels like I'm not getting off the phone. And I'm like, I have to say, like, I love you. I love you. I, I love you. Well, that's because your mom is the only person listening. <laughs> I love you. Love you, mom. <laughs>
Have a great week, everyone. See you next time.